Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Black College Podcast. I'm Kyle. Chris. And today we're going to get into it. You already know how we do on the Black College Podcast. Today, you already know, segment one is always business news. What is going on in the world that we like, that we feel like we want to share with the audience? What we got today, Chris? What we got? So, this week sometime, I think President Trump signed an executive order to change unemployment benefits, reduced from 600 to 400. It's interesting because... Uh, on on one wave, on one level, it was, it was free money for a lot of people. But it was also yeah, it was definitely free money. money that was very essential. So for it to be reduced to 400 I have some mixed feelings. Because on, on one hand, it's like I said, it's money that people need. But mm-hmm. on another hand, part of that 400 is now required to be paid for by the state. So 25% of that 400 is up to states to contribute to. So basically what happens is people was getting six. Mm-hmm. Then after that, they stopped the 600. People mm-hmm. were panicking when they first stopped the 600. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, rightfully so. It's like, if you're getting money, you, why would you want to stop getting that money? So people was panicking. They're like, oh, no, like, we need money. Like, we don't have jobs. Like, we, we need to we have lives to live. So then, basically, the government was like, we're only going to give you 400, but the states now got to pay it. That's what you're saying? Yeah, so that's the one the one clause, the one catch to this whole thing. It's that not a state. Not only are we reducing it, but it's up to your state to pay 25% of that. And, and it's tough, too, because there's so many corona relief programs that states having to pay for, like uh, rent relief or there are various student uh, college debt reliefs. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of closes. Like, the fact that the student loans got deferred, that's mm. actually crazy to think about, too, because mm. it's like... The thing is, like, I like when they push back, like, oh, you don't got to pay for now. But most people, especially, like, when you're in the mindset of, like, financially budgeting and, like, tackling all your tasks at one time, to tell somebody, like, oh, oh, you don't have to pay for this now. Pay for it later. It throws a lot of people off, especially if you're in the routine of, like, okay, this month I got to pay for this. This month I got to pay for that. But it's like, no, you got to pay for this month or next month or the month after that. But it's, like, out of nowhere, it's like, yo, we we need that money. What's up with you? Exactly. So on one hand, you're Mm. getting accustomed to deferring that, that debt payment. So you're like, I'm going to put it to the side. I mean, I'll forget about it later. Mm. That could become very easy to get accustomed to. And then very. on top of that, you're also getting accustomed to getting a paycheck without working. So that transition to once people do start going back to work and are fully back in the cycle of the 9 to 5, mm-hmm. now you're working for a paycheck, but you've also have already been accustomed to not, I guess, not working. not working and essentially having a payment plan that's not really realistic and with respect to the debts that are owed and think about like in terms of like a a city mm. the cities have so much like for example new york that's the best example i could give new york is a, a municipality that plays for so many things within mm. actual new york city so to say that on top of everything that new york city currently funds mm. to now say oh you have to try to find a portion of a $400 check for the millions of New Yorkers, to me, it doesn't seem feasible. And it's actually a larger state in this type of situation is going to face a lot of financial costs as opposed to a smaller state that has a few people that's like, oh, yeah, we might be able to do this, probably not, but we might be more able. But New York is, is not happening in New York. I don't see any state that is going to feasible is gonna be feasible because to say that somebody who has – why is that their problem? They don't print money. The, the Federal Reserve prints money. So how would that be possible? Yeah, that's definitely an interesting take on that. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. You definitely hit on a very important point. I don't know if this is going to be even possible for states to do in the long run, let alone at all. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see how, how it goes, and this is definitely something that will come back up again in the future. Now, for a fact, and if you get in that unemployment, listen, 
I don't got no problem with anybody. If you gain your money, get your money. But just all I'm gonna say is be smart about it. I'm seeing so many people shopping, buying shoes, doing all this fire stuff. It's like if you don't got no real bills to be paying with unemployment, like be smart. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I always say this all the time, you don't gotta do nothing crazy, like start a business, but start investing in yourself in little ways. Like right now, honestly, even though I was violating courses the other day, shit coming from like maybe buy a course. Like do something with that money that's gonna be beneficial. Don't just be collecting this money and just saying like, oh fact my four hundred hit, let me go online, let me buy some shirts, let me buy some shoes, let me buy this, buy that. Like we always say, buy some assets. Stop buying these liabilities because it gets me mad because I hate to see it. And it's like, yo, if I was getting the amount of money that people was getting out here, but I'll be buying every asset known to man right now. Uh, absolutely. Whether that's just saving, just putting a couple dollars away for a rainy day. I think that if there's anything Corona taught us, it's just to prepare for the worst. And uh, things, we're not immune to external force like this that, uh, essentially hurt everyone involved. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be good to do something else with that money so you can be pre- prepared for the worst. Now, for a fact, anyway, let's hop into it right now. Airbnb, IPO, let's talk about it. I don't like it already. That's all I'm going to say. Let me get your ideas on it. I mean, Airbnb, A lot. everyone knows about Airbnb. They're definitely revolutionary in their space with respect to you want to get a place for a couple of days with your friends mm-hmm. and pay a couple dollars and, and we can make it happen. Especially there's so many people in America with homes that, whether it's a summer home or just mm. a, another place that they've bought for the main purpose of letting people rent it for Airbnb, the perp, the, what am I, what am I trying to say? The, like the, the idea of renting a space? The idea of renting a space is, is revolution, revolutionary. So nah, for a fact. I think the IPO, I could see it going two ways. Because on one hand, a company will have an IPO, obviously, to get funding from the public. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, they do that because the amount of uh, institutional investors or angel investors, the big money, it, that investing has, has shrunk. So okay, they're looking okay. for different pools of money. How do you think this is going to play out? Bro, listen, Airbnb CEO, please send me an email because I don't like it, bro. This, this, my thing is... This is the worst possible time to IPO a traveling business. Mm. Like, I hear you on the fact that, like, yes, Airbnb is nice, you know, it's cool. It's, it definitely is revolutionary in the fact that nobody was renting out small spaces. You can rent out a room. Mm. You're making money through the platform, and I respect what Airbnb has done in that space, giving people with real estate, with homes, with, you know, properties and space to make money. But I don't, this is a, the dumbest time to IPO a traveling product, mm. especially when most investors is like, yo, is Airbnb even going to survive after this? Mm-hmm. Why would you choose now of all times to IPO? That's my biggest issue with the IPO. Yes, I love Airbnb. I've used it a few times, and it's, it's actually a reliable service. But at the same time, why now? It does not make any sense. And I, I just think financially, I, I personally, I wouldn't do it. So to make a, a bold future prediction, you think their stock price is going to go up or down after the IPO? It's going to go down. I mean, the thing is, with IPOs, that's a little annoying. It's like, it might go up for like the first day because most mm-hmm. IPOs go up the first day and then people realize, like, what's mm-hmm. going on here? And then it goes down a little. So I think that I feel like there's certain things with like companies that have to be addressed. And it's the fact that we might think, like the average consumer might think, like, oh, this product is fire. But the people in, like, these financial, like, institutions don't really care that much. And those are the people that really swing the stock one way or another. So, for example, Uber is a perfect example of an app that was revolutionary that does something that was fire. And even take away the the climate of we're in right now of COVID, you know, it's still a serious situation. The fact that 
Uber IPO'd under perfect conditions. The world is fine, and it's Uber. Everybody uses Uber. Uber has not touched what it IPO'd at ever. Mm-hmm. Has not gone above ever what it IPO'd at. So something like Airbnb, I one personally don't think is gonna go above where IPOs, and two, I don't think this is the perfect time to even try to IPO a traveling company. You're not an airline. Bro, you're an app. No disrespect to Airbnb, but it's like realistic. This makes stuff make sense. It's like a lot of people use Airbnb. Way more people use Uber, I'm pretty sure, than they use Airbnb. And Uber it should be a perfect sign to show people that these apps that are so revolutionary to the consumer, investors don't care. Mm. And I don't even know personally if Airbnb is turning a profit, but me personally, I doubt it. Is it possible that because Uber released their IPO during a very stable or a time where stocks in general were going up, experiencing a lot of upside, is it possible that the general expectations of the the future like outcome of the economy had an impact on its IPO? So if the general expectations of the economy were positive, that might have caused an overinflation of expectations for Uber versus Airbnb coming out in a relatively worst time. worst time that maybe – and especially in the travel space, mm-hmm. perhaps it's priced in that it won't succeed as uh, well as if it had come out a year ago. Is that is it possible that this might be actually beneficial for Airbnb? It's a tough question. I get you. I get, so basically you're trying to say in terms of the fact that like they might price the IPO understanding the climate, therefore mm. it might rise. That's very possible. Because some people say Uber was overly ambitious with mm. the IPO price they had. That's what caused them to be in the situation they are. So, I don't know what Airbnb is planning on. Nobody knows what they're planning on IPOing at. But if the IPO is priced at a very discounted price, then I can see it having some type of, you know, appreciation. You know, stock appreciating. But if Airbnb is trying to get, like, what they're actually believe they're valued at, they're done for. Like, they're saying right now is valued at... 18 billion. Yeah, I, it might actually be valued at 18 billion. Do I think that it makes sense right now? It does not make sense. And the thing is, like, yes, if you discount it, it might go up. But either way, I don't feel like people right now investing are going to want to invest in a travel company, regardless mm. of anything. It might go up in the next six months, but as terms, as far as like, when is, when is it supposed to IPO? I think it says in August, sometime, right? Yeah, sometimes. So in the next, bro, I, I don't see it. I'm sorry. Whoever's the CEO of Airbnb, we have to have a conversation because right now, this is not something I would suggest for you to have done. It's just bad timing. I don't know. Whoever, Goldman Sachs, they're going to get paid. Morgan Stanley, they're going to get paid. So regardless, the people helping you all these guys out, they're going to get paid regardless. So yes, of course, they're going to encourage you to IPO. But no, the investor, especially the average Robinhood investor, bro, I don't feel like they're going to do it. All right. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. We'll definitely touch on this in the future. But uh this news just dropped today, so we'll see what happens in the Matter, matter of fact, before we get into that, mm. the Apple stock split yet? Apple, or are you talking about the Tesla stock split? No, Apple was supposed to split too. I don't think I heard about that. Nah, they said Apple was supposed to do a 4 to 1 split. Really? Yes. Oh, really? is it 4 to 1? Yeah, 4 to 1, I'm pretty sure. Apple, Apple was supposed to do a 4 to 1 split. split. When I saw that, the thing is, like, with stock splits, it's such an interesting space to be in because it's like, once, for whatever reason, when a stock split, especially an Apple stock, I feel like. When's to say it's gonna split? August twenty fourth. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. So when the stock split, right now Apple trading. I think the last time I checked it was like four twenty five. So mm-hmm. it's gonna go down to hundred and some change. 
And then more people are going to be able to want to get into Apple because it's like it's only 100 and some change. You get a stock. No, definitely. And I think that's the purpose of it. So if it's at a lower value, then you open the amount of people who can actually invest in it and then simultaneously having more people actually invest in it. So exactly. the price should go up as a result. The thing is so many people have been cashing out on Apple options. For years. For, but like, after, like as soon as the news dropped about, oh, Apple is going to split, Options, ching, ching, ching. Mm. Everybody's cashing out. People just start calling mad calls. I don't even care, bro. There was those so thousands of dollars on the call. On like a five hundred dollar call, like something above the four hundred twenty strike price. Yeah, yes, bro. Because they understand when the stock split, they just feel like so much revenue. I mean, so much um cash is gonna be. People are gonna invest in the stock, mm. and it's gonna drive it up. Realistically, it makes sense though, because people, so many people are waiting for it to split. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get get some shares of Apple. Mm. Cause right now, who's really buying four hundred dollars? On the top, not the not top, everybody. bro. The, but the average person was like, "Oh yeah, man, I got, I got to go on fifty. Mm. I could throw that in and get a get a good share of Apple." Yeah. So true. many people are gonna throw some money in there. So speaking of stock splits, also today announced Tesla's gonna do the five to one stock split. So just mm. and the the same theme of these big Tesla? big price companies you going ahead lowering the man. price. It's gonna allow more people to come in, and who doesn't a a want a Tesla, but b if you're interested in investing, want to buy a, a share, so it's what thirteen hundred dollars right now. Right. Five to one, you're looking at like two, three, somewhere between there. Definitely still pricey, pricey, but once again, First, it opens the doors to more investors. How did Tesla run it up like this, though? Bro, I was, so I was trading Tesla like a year ago when they were at. <laughs> what like was that? Which was that? Three hundred. Oh, let me see. Look at like the same time last year. Like right, yeah, right here. Yeah, so 229? There were so many analysts who were like, Tesla's not going to make it to like 400, yada, 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 because like, yeah, they, they have any like, legitimate what? financials. Yeah, by January, they was already stopped. I had to stop saying that. Bro, they just constantly like flew up. And then obviously after Corona, when everything dropped, mm. it was just another time to reinvest in Tesla. You know what did it for them too? When SpaceX, they, they successfully had like a trip or something to the moon or something mm. like that. And they were saying like, yo, Tesla's really going crazy because they took NASA astronauts to the moon mm-hmm. so it's like yo tesla really in the space game seriously so once they did that i think that was probably around like yeah probably around this part when they did this big jump because like yo tesla's in, in the mo- in space yeah, game now yeah, yeah. nah elon musk is going crazy and people have to stop doubting this guy like nah, anything elon musk do if he comes out with another company i'm putting everything i have in it you know what i like about elon musk he said something that i feel like was was fired to me right he said that his problem with the school system is the fact that we're taught stuff backwards like literally horrendously we're taught stuff like basically ass backwards we're taught like the individual pieces and not taught the whole thing so it gets kind of confusing so for example if you're learning about stocks right they'll teach you this is a stock this is that this is this this is that which is beneficial but he said in real life nobody learns that way Mm. most people learn by by actually doing it so he was like for example if somebody's learning how to make a car right Mm. he said why would you teach them this is a screw this is a screwdriver. No, give them the car, let them take it apart, and put it back together. Mm-hmm. And that process, they will learn what a screwdriver is, what a screw is, what this and what that is. He said, that's a way better way to teach as opposed to just teaching little parts and hoping that somebody understands the whole. No, give them the whole, let them break down the whole, mm-hmm. and we put together the whole, and you're going to learn the parts as a part of the process, which to me is literally the problem of education. Yeah. Give somebody the whole exact thing that you want them to understand, let them break down the whole thing, and put it back together. It makes sense in any aspect. Yeah, it's like if you were given a puzzle piece and then without seeing the picture, you just have to kind of... Just keep putting stuff together. Keep putting stuff together. You're going to have a lot harder time than if you look at the picture, obviously. 
And I just feel like that's just a good lesson for life in general in terms of, like, just do practical things. Like, if you want to learn about something, mm. do it. Like, literally, it's the, the, only, the best way for you to learn is for you to do it. I can spend years trying to figure out how to set up something, it's, and then, then I'm reading this this document, reading that, reading this, reading that. Yes, it's going to help me because I will know a little bit. But in terms of, I'm going to learn the bulk of my knowledge in that situation from actually doing it and learning throughout the process. Mm. You feel me? No, that's a great segue to exactly what we're going to talk about today, like investing. Like mm. When I first heard about it, obviously I wanted to look at a few, I read a couple books, like things to just improve my acumen about like trading Get in general. Get my feet wet, put my, my foot in the pool so I, I didn't just dive face first and then lose everything I had. But <laughs> at the same time, once I actually Sick. started doing it and like trading on a daily basis, like that experience was greater than anything I could have read. Mm. And the thing is, like, I don't, know, I don't want to go too deep in this thing, but it's just mm. like once I heard Tesla and Elon Musk, just that video was just so fire to me. And the fact that like you're not gonna learn how to the difficult aspects of what you're doing unless you do mm. it. For example, mm. we're gonna get into stocks in segment two of the podcast today, but it's like. You're never gonna learn how you're gonna feel if you lose three hundred dollars until you lose three hundred dollars. Mm. You're never gonna know how it feels to lose a decent amount of money in the market until you do it. You can keep learning about what a stock is, what this is, but you're never gonna learn about that negative downside until you actually are experiencing the negative downside. It's kind of like when you're a child and like your parent tells you not to do something. Like <laughs> on one hand, you could just listen and not do it, but in reality, everyone is but guilty of just that. actually doing the thing. And then they say like learning the hard way, but the hard that's, way, yeah. That's that's when you get the most experience and like you know for yourself that all right there there's a reason why I was told this. Elon Musk is a G. Absolutely. What's the last thing we have? We have one more topic we have to discuss in the business news segment today. Oh yeah, so have you heard that Putin or Russia has come out with a successful successful aggressive a vaccine for the coronavirus today? It's cap. Yeah, it's no, cap. it's definitely cap. I mean, Vladimir. Today I wake Vladimir, up I'm looking on, at buddy. looking at the top headlines. Yeah, Makes sense, my boy. And I see Russia has a coronavirus vaccine, and they named it uh, what's the Sputnik. So like if you don't know, oh, Sputnik. That's yeah, now it's actually disrespectful. Sputnik was the name of I think it was in like the 1950s, like 59 or something like that. Mm. It was back in with the space race between the U.S. and Russia. It was like who could get the space first, mm. and uh, Sputnik was essentially the name of. The first like aircraft or spacecraft with a dog in it that they sent to space yeah, and was successful. So to name it Sputnik again is kind of like Russia's way of saying like we, we won, first, yeah. we won the vaccine race. So on one hand, like this is it illustrates that Putin sees this as a race, some sort of like competition, some sort of competition to win. While on another hand, that like further alludes to the fact that this is likely not like a legitimate vaccine and that it's just like. The powers that be, like, fighting for some sort of recognition for the scientific race. That's actually sick. I didn't even know he named it Sputnik. Yeah, yeah no. that's actually so disrespectful. It's pretty funny, Shout too. Shout out Mr. Robinson who talks about Sputnik. You told me. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why I first learned it. But it's, like, in terms of, like, the Cold War and stuff like that, I, I thought, I really felt like Russia was just chilling. Like, for him to do that, I kind of feel like, yo, what's up with you, boy? Like, yeah, yeah. You, that's how you're feeling today, Vladdy? Like, I mean, I call him Vladdy if he get me done. So, we're going to we're gonna see once more news comes out on this vaccine, what's going on. But, like, in the U.S. and Europe, all, all the countries around the world, it's, like, there's phase one, phase two. Fa- there's several trials that, like, allowed them to uh, just clinically test uh, the, any the vaccine, given... Yeah vaccine to see if it's actually safe versus russia there's been no like proven like substantiated claims of 
whether these vaccines are legitimate. The only thing that might prove it's okay is that Poon has said that he's given the vaccine to his daughter. And, but, like, once again, you can't really believe anything, like, that's being said from and across politics, the Politics, like, this is just something I'm going to drop in real quick. You know, we don't really like to get into politics because it really is politics is politics. This is a business podcast. But, like, I, I got to talk about politics sometimes. It's like, yo, politicians really just be saying whatever they feel. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever they feel like will push their agenda. And he's a politician. Like, yes, he might be whatever he is in Russia. I don't know. I don't want to even say something he's not, so I'm not even going to talk about him that much. But it's like, I don't know. They'll just say whatever they want to say. Shout out to Joe, not shout out to Joe Biden actually, but Joe Biden. Um, he just named his VP Kamala Harris. I yep. mean, I feel like a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people are very upset about this. Really, rightfully so. The thing is, because people, people have been saying it. I, I, I don't know. I'm just listen. I just report on what I see. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not my personal opinion, but people have been saying that Joe did this because the black community was mad. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I need a black VP if mm-hmm. I want to win," and to me. This is my personal opinion now. I don't like that. It's like, why are you going to do that just to appease the black community thinking that it's that simple? Oh, hey, if we see a black person, we're just going to go mm-hmm. run with it? That's mad disrespectful to me, bro. Don't yeah, I remember back during the presidential debates, and, like, I'm not, like, I'm also not going to dive into, like, specific political, like, alignments or whatever. But, Fair like, fine. Kamala Harris wasn't, she was rather flip-floppy on, like, many things. But mm-hmm. that's besides the point. I do think. I just remember, like, when I when I hear something like what you just said, I think back to when, like, Joe Biden said, well, if you don't vote for me, then, like, you're you not ain't black. black. Like, so, so, like, he does Joe. have a tendency to say some things that are could be classified as out of pocket or just, like, a little bit uh, a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, now that, when it comes to politics, you really can't trust anything that's going on over there. I mean, in America, like, no candidate ever has, like, three quarters of support versus Putin. He's had three quarters of support for his like entire Isn't he a dictator or am I bugging? I think he's just like you well you could does, say that but it, does he get does he, he get just, voted in though? Yeah no he gets voted in. Oh okay okay I didn't there, know that my fault I'm sorry Russia don't, don't come for me please I didn't know. Also there are votes and like no one really knows what happens to those votes. Uh, that's why I, I bring up saying. the example of like he gets three quarters, quarters of, of the support. Because okay. that's just not realistic. If you have like a large population of people it's pretty unlikely that 75% are going to agree on one political leader. But Jeez, we'll, we'll see. Louise. Nah, but the thing is, like, with something like a vaccine, nah, he's playing chess. He's like playing it. chess. He's playing like chess. It. The thing is, in this situation, is like, I want to hear, I got to hear him speak on it. Because I want to understand, like, look at look at this smile. Like, I could just see him skating with like his, you know, his board of directors or whatever they, you know, it's his cabinet, and they're like, you know, we, we gotta try to figure out how to beat the U.S. in this situation. What are we gonna do? We have the vaccine. It's that simple. Let's just make sure we have the vaccine and we're gonna win. Yeah, when I hear news lines like headlines like this, I always try and think of uh, ulterior motive, and I couldn't really figure it out for this one. It just kind of seems like it's like at face value. He wants Russia to seem like they're. Uh, uh, winning the like the scientific race. That's a bad play, bro. I'm. I the thing is, I don't know. I'm gonna stand up for too long, but this mm. is a bad play. Cause like, bro, it's a vaccine. Like, it's not something that's actually like. I'm not gonna say it's not revolutionary, but it's not like you created some fire design. Like people in China, bro, they go crazy when they're creating like revolutionary technology, bro. You're curing a disease. That yes, I understand. 
on the on the surface, but it's like it's a bad thing to lie about. I'm not saying he's lying, but I'm saying if it is a facade, it's a horrible thing to choose as your political play. If it's not true, no, a vaccine is definitely the worst thing you could lie about in the scientific community because, like, especially in the case of Corona, like millions of people would have to like take this in order to to for, be better, yeah, to be better. And if there's a chance that this thing actually isn't because they haven't had the clinical trials, like isn't healthy for an individual, mm-hmm. then, yeah, this is something, like, you shouldn't lie about. So, this is another thing. We'll see how it plays out. Jeez, man. That's all I really had today for the business news. I don't know if you had any of the heat that you want to hop on No, I think we me. covered uh, the big topics. Yo, guys, segment two of this podcast is going to be heat, and it's actually something that a lot of people have been saying, bro, you got to talk about because I don't understand. What are we talking about in segment two, bro? Investing. Again, straight into it is something I'm really excited about myself. We're going to tell you how to get started investing. Just just ways to, to take that leap of faith into uh, whether it be financial freedom, financial security. It's more so just getting the opportunity to, to improve your own knowledge and uh, life as a result. So let's get this money. Segment two. Segment two of the Black Catalyst podcast. Today we're talking about how to get started and invested. This is a highly requested video. Everybody want to know how you get money in the stock market. We're going to talk about it today. We're going to get cover all the basics, how we got started investing, how can you get started investing, what are good stocks to get into, what are good different types of positions. Listen, quick disclaimer, we're not telling you to do anything. This is just the things that we personally did. So what we do might not work for you. So always remember, do your research and understand that each person's process is tailored to themselves. The best thing to do is to start, though, because you're going to learn in the process. And if you never start, you're never going to learn. But anyways, let's get into it. How did you get started investing, bro? Yeah, so I think we touched on this in a previous podcast, but I started investing. It was around my sophomore year of college. Had a bunch of financial obligations piling up. I was just looking for any way to make money. So I Any dived, way to make money. I dive into several different things. I was doing independent contracting, which was like online remote tasks for a quick buck. Like I, I looked at e-commerce, dropshipping. I was getting to it. I just wanted to find any way I could to make a quick buck. Mm. And then I came, against, came across trading. Mm. And I was like, I, I see the potential here. started reading a bunch about trading. How can I get into this? Because initially, I looked at a stock chart. I was like, this is a foreign language. I didn't know what I was looking at, but I knew it was conquerable. I knew it was achievable, mm-hmm. so then I got right into it. I think after some time, and I like executed my first trade. Actually, executed my first option, which if you don't know what that is, your first gonna, trade was op- my fault. I mean, your first trade was an option, bro. My first trade is different. He's his body is different. We're gonna explain what that is exactly later, uh-huh. but uh, I had like a hundred percent upside. So I don't remember the exact amount I invested, but let's say I put like fifty dollars in. Add an additional fifty dollars out of it. It was a hundred percent return. So right off the back, I'm like, "Oh, I found it. No more work an hour to get twelve bucks. It's like this is what it's gonna be." But the mm. day after that, I was in a red negative. So that same money that I just gained, reinvested, and now I'm negative. That means I lost the the money I just put in. So on one hand, I had, I got the opportunity to see this great upside. It's like mm. the potential of this like opportunity. But on the other side, I, I was brought back down to earth because I, I realized uh, the risk and the reward of, of what this was. But I stuck to it, and option trading became somewhat of a profitable thing for me. And that's, that's pretty much how I got started. What about you? So for me, my story was like, 
Listen, I'm, I'm a kid. I went to school. I studied finance. So I'm just around all the time. I'm around hearing about stocks. I'm around people who are getting money in stocks. So one day, I was like, listen, yo, I got to do this. I need to start. So I went, signed up, create, opened the brokerage account. And the thing is, I was so nervous. Like, I was so, so nervous to start. I'm like, yo, like, stocks are so scary. Like, I don't know anything about stocks. So the first thing I did was, I think I deposited, like, a small amount of money. And I bought one stock. I literally bought one stock. What was your first stock? It was Bank of America. Mm. Bank of America stock. Literally, it was 23. It was, no, when I bought it, it was 20. I remember the exact thing. It was, like, 2098 or 2068. One of the two, right? I bought it. After that, I held that one stock for a year. For I literally just oh, I did, held the one stock for a year because I was like, yo, I don't know about this stock stuff. Mm. Sold that stock at twenty three sixty eight, and that's all I did for the first year. So but yeah, then, you made like two dollars. Two dollars, bro. Two dollars in a year. But you in the green. But after that, that's when I started. I was like, yo, no, nah, I gotta take this serious. Started buying more stocks. Mm. But I feel like the reason I did only one stock because I just want to understand like what's the process. Like I, I do this. And then I have to buy a stock. Like, how does it actually work? How does the buying stock you process work? You want to get started, test the waters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it took me a whole year to do all that. But then once I realized, like, okay, like, I mean, it was decent, $2. But it's like, it showed me the fact that inside of stocks is the possibility of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Now, the biggest thing was when I got started in options. Mm-hmm. Dangerous and game. Options is, is a serious game, but it's like, if you know how to play it, so much money in it. Once I got started in options, I just saw how much money you can make. If you actually study, after that, it was game over. It was game over. Once, yeah. once you see it, you can never unsee it. Because, like, yo, you can really make so much money in this for literally the smallest amount of money put mm. down. Like, we'll definitely go deeper into exactly what options trading are, the risk, the reward for this specific opportunity. But the the premise of it is that you're buying 100 shares of a company which I, without actually holding it. So that mm. Bank of America share he held, that was, uh, he got a $2 return in a year. Mm-hmm. You could essentially hold 100 shares of Bank of America for, at a fraction, uh, at an absolute fraction Bro, for what it would be worth. Literally ridiculously small price. So, like, I can't remember the exact stock I, like, first traded, like, the first option that I held. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't put a lot of money in to test the waters. It was a small amount. And yet, within, like, a day or two, it was a very short time frame. I had a hundred percent return. So the options space is definitely extremely rewardable, mm. but with that comes high risk. So we're gonna get into a different type of uh, different type of ways to invest. There's like we we mentioned options, but there's also you could just buy a stock like he mentioned. Mm. But let's get into like biggest thing most people want to know is like how to get started in investing, and I feel like most people overcomplicate mm. the process. Like, yeah, absolutely. In terms of getting started. The fact that you have something in your hand that you can invest with, is you have to understand, you have a lot of power. People 30 years ago did not have the power that you have. They could not simply go on their phone and invest. They had to go to a broker dealer, create an account. Sometimes you have to have an account limit. You were getting charged per trade. Today, it's a way different landscape. So simply, you just go to the app store. The app that I personally think helped me to start off with Robinhood, would you nah, agree? that's where I started off. It's definitely the most user-friendly. It's a great trading platform for beginners. So, exactly. Like, in terms of just go literally, go to the App Store, download Robinhood. Now, where it gets tricky is you have to be, I'm pretty sure you got to be 18 or older. I think so. Yeah, you have to be 18 yeah. or older. So, unfortunately, I know all of my ambitious teenagers out there who are crazy, who are between the ages of 14 to 17, who want to go crazy in the stock market, 
unfortunately, you do have to be 18 to trade stocks and open an actual brokerage account. There's like other brokerage accounts if you're under 18, which is like a UTMA, which is like a minor account, but you're not going to be able to have the same like pleasure of trading. So I'm sorry for you guys, but anyways, we're going to go. If you're 18 plus, stay tuned. We're going to get into it right now. Download Robinhood, create the account, put in your information. Upload your bank account and transfer the money. Mm. Like that's is that simple? It's not something that's super wild or super difficult to do. Would you agree? No, absolutely. We'll give you the option to make it a little easier for yourself. We'll drop a link for a referral code. Code. You click it. You get a free stock somewhere between like five and twelve bucks. Great way to at least just get started. Like mm. you're at least have skin in the game. But on top of that, once you do that, you want to like start getting a watch list. So a watch list mm. is essentially. Several stocks, it could be two, it could be five, ten, a hundred. It's just stocks that you want to constantly be kept up to date with. So when I started, I was doing names that I was familiar with. I was on Snapchat, it was like Starbucks. Like mm. make, These are like relatively cheap stocks in terms of your big names like Apple or Tesla, which are like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah, Tesla's but crazy right now. Snapchat's at a, I think like a year ago it was like 18, now it's like 20 something. So these are stocks that are like very realistic to, to begin trading with mm. and also have a lot of upside. Like these are stocks that we, uh, I say we, because I know we both are, but even to anyone watching this, like you, you're familiar with Snapchat yourself. These are things that, it's not like you're putting your money in something that is completely foreign territory. It's something that you, you're you actually, oh, what's the best word? I mean, you could say familiar, yeah, but it's right. like, it's something that you understand. You don't want to ever begin investing and just completely start putting your money to things that you have no clue about. You want to at least have a general understanding of what's going on with the company. Do you think where it is now could continue increasing? And we'll, we'll explain that process more so as we go on. But I think a lot of beginning uh, stocks to begin, begin with, or at least the best beginning stocks to begin with, is Snapchat or I think uh, Airbnb is going to have their IPO, like we mentioned before in the business segment. That might be something you want to get into if you ever rented an Airbnb space. I'm trying to think of, like, a good beginner stock that's, like, at a decent level. I don't know. I'll I'll have to do more research and see in terms of, like, a good beginner stock that's, like, at a low price if somebody just wants to just test the waters will hop into it. It's tough just because the corona economy now where a lot of industries that were succeeding before aren't as successful as they were, but, like, right, a right. great beginner stock in the past would have been, like, Ford or, like, GE. These are, like, well-known names That's that, true, like, true. everyone's familiar with, and, like, it's it's a safe investment. So, listen, right now. So, basically, at this point, hopefully, you downloaded the app, you have Robinhood, you've linked your bank account, you've transferred a decent amount of money, right? What, what would you say for starting out? I would say, for, I, would say I think we both have the same idea. Yeah. You said 50 to me earlier, mm-hmm. and I kind of agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, I would say between 50 to 100 is a decent start amount. That's you agree, right? Absolutely. You don't want to put too much in mm. just because you're starting off. And as you get more comfortable, definitely increase that. But 50 to 100 is definitely a great I think I deposited point. 30, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. That I would might work. have. I might have deposited. The stock only 21. So I think I only mm-hmm. deposited 30. I had $7, $7 buying power mm-hmm. at the point. But it's like deposit a small amount just so you can understand how it works, right? Chris just gave a perfect example on a watch list. And in terms of, like, if you really, really don't want to, like, go to in there's something on Market Watch, you could do, like, a virtual stock exchange, mm. which is, like, just if you want to really just understand stocks, I will say before you fully buy one stock, even though I would say, personally, in my personal opinion, it's better to start in the market because you're going to learn way more. But if you want to get, like, an example of how it works, go to a Market Watch virtual stock exchange. 
is going to teach you so much about how it works and no, everything like that. This is the absolute best way to, like, like test the water. So before, Mark, you, before you even download Robinhood, go to MarketWatch. It's called paper trading. So you just have mm. the imaginary money, mm. and it's the exact same trading platform. You're doing everything exactly the same. The only difference is it's the fake. money's fake. Yeah, it's fake money. It's fake money. It's literally the same stock price. It's literally the same everything. It's just the money's fake, and you learn and understand, oh, let me buy this position, sell this position. Oh, I just made X amount of dollars. Mm. They literally give you fake money. You can learn how to trade there. Take that knowledge now to Robinhood. Learn how to actually trade in the actual market with real money. Slowly, of course, baby steps. That's what we like to take. Then after that, everything's lit. You more just want to train yourself to like get in that sort of mindset. So if you're like, you make a trade based off of your own opinion. You're like, I think Starbucks is going to continue to go up because I really like the coffee. It could be something as simple as that. People have the tendency to really overcomplicate trading when, in reality, the big investors, the people with the most money, are simply, at face value, saying, like, I think this thing has more potential. Right. So, like, Apple or Google, like, 10 to 15 years ago, all the people who hopped in were simply saying, I think this is going to continue to do well. I, I have faith in, in, like, this, what's going on here. And with paper trading, if you continue to do that, like you were saying before, it's on, if you get into the, the mindset of look at your phone, see what's going on, and you just get accustomed to looking at something, be like, you know what, let me throw $20 in there. Instead of, like, buying Uber Eats, which is also a company you can invest in, it's like that's going to be way more beneficial than – than anything else you can do with your money. Because then you have the opportunity to turn a dollar to more dollars. And then those dollars into even more. So in terms of like... In terms of like understanding the market, understanding the market is a process that takes time. And I feel like most people, with any type of way to make money, everybody wants to make money super fast. It's like, especially with stock, it's something that you have to become accustomed to. It's like at the point where I now, it's like, we can see a news headline mm. and automatically be able to understand how that stock is going to go and literally craft a position that is going to be profitable for us. Mm. But the average person, when you're starting out, you're like, oh, I don't know. I just want to make money today. Like, just tell me a whole list of stocks. Even if people are just consistently feeding you stocks, that's not helping you. Because once they're, they're only going to tell you what they think is best for them because all they know. So you have to take it to the next step and say, okay, listen, let me start reading these publications. What's happening in the markets? This stock is doing this. This stock is doing that. For example, I always talk about it. Spotify, for example, when Joe Rogan decided to release his podcast, the stock skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Most people would have known that. Apple. Apple said they're going to have a four-to-one stock split. The stock skyrocketed. Facebook comes out with Facebook Reels. Everyone knows about TikTok. Not yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, Instagram yeah. comes out with Instagram Reels. So that's all stuff that's so easily consumable by, like, any age group. It's like, that's a fact. It's like oh, Instagram's coming out with this. That's I can see that doing well in that's the future. And especially like, once you get really advanced and you understand, like, if you know a stock is going to go, like, this way or this way, and you start going crazy with, like, straddles and doing nonsense like that, then it's like you're actually in the game. But it's like on a basic level at facebook releases instagram reels and you think to yourself okay the stock is gonna go up you buy the stock maybe you want to get crazy want to get risky you buy an option the stock goes up you sell the option you make money what's the issue like you just gotta start to see what 
is happening in the world and how that translates to stocks. I'm not saying it always happens because there's times that news articles seem positive. It's a negative. The stock goes down. You don't know what's going on. But most times, go with your gut feeling, especially if you're doing enough research you're going to start to see that. Yeah, it's no, and it's really training your gut to, like, see something, digest mm-hmm. it, and then understand, like, how how that's going to translate into the real world. So, like, even if in the beginning, like, he made $2 in a year, even if you, like, <laughs> bought a stock today, sold it yeah, next right. week, and you made, like, 15 cents, that's 15 cents you made off of making a decision up here. So if you were able to do that in a week, imagine, like, a month or a year, and then within time... You just having the ability to look at something, read, make a decision, and then put some money down and get money out, that's like a powerful skill that will like stay with you for the rest of your life that's just invaluable in and of itself. Now, for, for a fact, and we spoke about it, like, you don't have to start with like a ridiculous amount of money. You could start with fifty, a hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure I started with thirty. I might have been more, I don't remember, but it was definitely a small amount. I pretty I very strongly believe it was thirty. But it's like just get a small amount, invest, you know, link your bank account, whatever, whatever, transfer the money, buy the stock, just so you can see. Cause I feel like most people just are so nervous in the mm. fact that they don't want to do it. But that's why I only bought one stock, cause I wanted to see how it works. Mm. Once I saw how it works, it was like, okay, this is not bad. I mean, I bought it at this price, sold at this price, I made this much in capital gains. All right now, I could do this then. And I literally just started investing after that. And it's going to sound crazy, but, like, the same way back in first grade or whatever grade you started learning addition, like, mm. before you had to, like, pull out the fingers, you're, like, 5 plus <laughs> 2 nah, equals 7. Whatever <laughs> it was, whatever crazy. process you did to get to the answer, now you could look at 5 plus 3, 8, 5 plus 4, not, like, something, it, like, becomes routine. And, like, mm-hmm. your brain literally just speeds up that process to the point where I wouldn't say it's effortless, but the amount of effort that you needed in the beginning is hard. It mm. isn't as hard. So, like, it's very worth it to take, like, that, like, big step of, like, trying to learn, trying to figure it out, trying, like, actually trading so that in the future, you know, like, you're only going to improve from where you are today. No, for a fact. And in terms of, like, taking baby steps, like we said, we've been saying this whole time, it's like, start off with a stock. Like, this guy's an animal. I don't know how he started off trading options, but start off trading a few stocks, you know, buy it here, sell here. Maybe maybe you had a capital gain, maybe you had a loss. Just see what's going on there. After that, just keep on trading stock and then say, okay, I, I get the, what's going on here. And then understand, all right, maybe let me move into options. Options is risky, I'm telling you. Please do your research, please. Mm. Please do your research because options is a different ball game. It's not like stocks. It can get It can get crazy. So stocks, options, understand there's different types of trades, ETFs. Mm. ETFs is a good way if you want to get a different type of diversification start buying ETF like the SPY I don't even talk about the SPY bro yeah so like what is an ETF exactly so mm. instead of buying just Starbucks that's just mm. one stock you could buy like a collection of stocks so like the mm. SPY is essentially uh, 500 of the largest publicly traded companies in the For US so you don't just have Star- I don't even know if Starbucks is a SPY probably is but you don't just have Starbucks you got Apple Google all these All big the name companies, beastliest companies you could think compiled of. into one at one stock price. So imagine like, I'm I'm gonna use an analogy here. Imagine like a stock is an egg. If you were gonna invest in the egg, I know that sounds crazy, but now instead of just that one egg, you're investing in a basket of eggs mm. for just one price. Mm. So you're getting way more. Uh, I I want to say for your buck. Bang for your buck, 
because you're having a lot more diversification. You're getting sectors that technology sectors, retail, like all these different things compiled into one, and it's the spy, which is the top 500. It's not just any random company. It's like the the largest 500 companies, which larger size companies typically do better in like By terms far. of financial instability, like such as Corona or whatever. So like ETFs in general, and there are a bunch of them. There's uh, You could just trade technology ETFs. So, yeah, if you want to get market specific. So if you think tech is just about a boom or like mm-hmm. healthcare is is really about to blow up right now, then you could get an ETF of just a bunch of healthcare stocks. It's like all based on like your own opinion on like where the market is going. And one one ETF that I've like personally myself is like Jets. Jets ETF is like mm-hmm. Delta, Jets? Mm-hmm. like travel. Yeah. Right now I feel like travel is taking it out. Like, mm-hmm. rightfully so, it's taking a L because nobody can travel. So, it's like Jets ETF is something that I personally like. I'm not saying that you will like it. I'm not saying you should invest in it. But I'm just saying that I like the ETF because I think that it makes sense. Airlines are taking a hit, but eventually people are going to start to travel again. So, it's more of a long-term play in the fact that, like, if you start investing in some Jets ETF, when people start to travel and stuff starts to go up again, then you'll see that capital appreciation, you know? And that's honestly the best thing about stocks because, like, unlike anything else in, like, society where you have to specialize to, like, have a say, contribute, or, like, do well. Mm. So, like, people go to college for a specific major and then get a job in that specific industry. Stocks, like, gives gives you the ability to, like, learn from a bunch of different disciplines or, like, something as simple as just you being a consumer, like, you going to a store... Like, I remember Dunkin' Donuts last year. I was like, yo, I go to Dunkin' every single day. Like, I'm buying Dunkin' Donuts stock. And, like, it went up a little bit. It didn't go up, like, a bunch. But, like, it was something as simple as me being a consumer. Or, like, we went to school for finance. So, maybe you might want to go into, like, like a buy a stock like Goldman Sachs. But even if we mm-hmm. weren't, even if you aren't a part of that subgroup, just you being able to make a decision on something mm-hmm. that you, like, heard about, know about, learned about, is a way to make money, and there's, like, no better way to make money, given that you've practiced, like, paper trading, like we've said. There's no better way to make money than just simply using, like, your opinion. And stocks is just such a lucrative pathway to take, in terms of, there's a lot of ways to make money, so we're not even going to narrow it down. We're going to try to cover every way we personally know how to make money on the podcast, but it's, like, in stocks specifically... It's the fact that you don't have to run a company. You don't have to start a business. You don't have to do X, Y, Z. It's like anybody could do it. All you need is your phone, an app, a bank account, transfer the money. At that point, you're you're in the game. Start investing. And the thing is, once you start to get, you're going to get better. You're going to get better. Like, I don't care what nobody says. You're going to get better. Literally, the more mistakes you make, the better you're going to become. Even if you make a mistake, you're going to get better. So just understand the process. It is a process. But then once you start getting nice, you can start doing day trades, start scalping stocks. Mm. Like you see a stock dip, literally do two positions, hedging your position. It goes up, mm. you make money regardless. So just understand the fact that it's a process. And I stress this so much because everybody who I know who's like, yo, Kyle, how do you get into stocks? It's like, yo, I could tell you, but you got to do it for yourself because mm-hmm. you got to understand how certain things go. And I can't teach, I can't teach nobody that. I can't tell you like, yo, do this, do that, do that, you're going to make money. No, you have to start to understand what's going on in the market. 
I would say start to read. Like, that's how I say about everything. Read the Wall Street Journal. Read the New York Times. Start reading different publications and see what is going on in the economy. And then check the stock right after. Like, oh, this said this. Let me check the stock. Oh, the stock went down. Oh, okay. The stock went up. Oh, okay. And you're going to start to make mental, like, you know, notes in your head. So if this happens, I can pretty much predict the stock might go down. If this happens, I can pretty much predict the stock is going to go up. And you're going to have a, it's like working out, basically. You're going to have awesome. a certain things that you start to understand, and you're going to mentally be able to say, like, oh, this happened. I saw this last time. No, let me see the stock. Boom. Invest. Might get a capital capital gain. Might get a capital loss. You don't know, but you're going to start to see those. And it'll be so simple as not every single stock that goes up and down or article that's published is going to be simple to, to figure out what's going to happen. But it could be as simple as, like, Oh no! Like coronavirus, like this global pandemic, everyone's gonna have to stay indoors. Mm. Why not invest in Uber Eats? If everyone's gonna have to stay inside, restaurants are closing. Mm. A lot more people are gonna have to order from home. As a result, Uber Eats, well, Uber is, is the name of stock, but skyrocketed during the pandemic. Unlike many other companies that like went down. Mm-hmm. And then even in general, just the ability for you to like, so you're reading, you're learning, and you're trying to figure out. You're making money on the side based off of you learning but on top of that you can also be the smartest person in the room based off a side hustle not many side hustles give you the opportunity to do that so not only have are you making money off this opportunity and maybe losing some too that's part of the game Mm -hmm. but you're also the most informed person in the room as a result because you're constantly seeing what's going on you're like waking up in the morning it doesn't even have to be like you wake up in the morning and read it could be something as you see a headline on your phone and you're like, oh, all right, bam, 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 it's makes that time. happen. But as a result, you know more than the person next to you because I wish more people traded stocks just because of, like, the, like, ability, like, what it provides for you in terms of knowledge and obviously the money. But in general, it's just being informed is way more powerful than even the dollars you can make from investing. Nah, I would definitely second that. In terms of, like, once you start to really get into it, really start to understand the process, damn, I forgot where I was going with that. But Like, <laughs> once you start to understand the process, it's like, it's a journey. And, like, any journey, mm. is, there's, there's going to be a climb. It's a hike. Mm. But I would say, like, stocks has the ability to be, it could be the longest journey you ever take, or it could be a very short journey. Like, like, the road for high school to college, that's a solid eight years no matter what. Like, maybe you took enough credits and, and you got out a year early, so, like, that whole process was seven years. But stocks, like, if you really grind grinded, that hill that you're climbing to whatever your goals are financially could be reduced to, like, two years. There are some people who are making, like, thousands of dollars, like, in, in a couple of months from starting or... I, and I'm not going to promise, like, any sort of, like, Return, like yeah. this is going to be it for you. Like, this is how you get rich. Like, absolutely not. Mm. But what it does do is provide you, like, a very, like, uh, uh, realistic and attainable, like, opportunity opportunity to, to not only get smarter, but to make money as a result of you simply just being interested in what's going on around the world. And, yeah, to touch on that, too, is, like, I remember you talking about, like, certain you know, seeing certain things, making certain things make sense. It's like also, like you said, you know, the co 19 happens. If you see that happening and you have a strong inclination mm. that the market is going to be bearish, a great option. This is something that I personally just learned about. I think you just learned about it too. It's like yeah, yeah. the VIX. It's like the VIX is basically an inverse of the S&P. So, for example, 
If the whole entire stock market is going up, the S&P is going up. If the whole entire stock market is going down, the S&P most likely is going down. So, an alternative to that is the inverse of the S&P, which is the VIX, which measures volatility. So, if the S&P is going down, the VIX is going up. The VIX went up crazy this year. And if I knew, I probably would have capitalized, mm. but I just learned about it. And it just goes to show, this is a learning process. Every day, I'm learning something new. I never knew about the VIX, to be honest. Once I learned about the VIX, it's like, okay, cool. So, if I would have bought a VIX call... Probably would have made thousands of dollars. Mm. Probably gonna put a little. Probably, I swear, you probably gonna put a hundred, if even, and made a K or Bro, two. Especially on the options trade, you would have made. You probably would have made a few K. You made a certain amount. So it's like just understanding that you're just gonna keep learning. We don't even know at all. Every day we're learning, and everything we learn, we always say we try to share with the podcast because like this is a journey for everybody. Everybody's in the same position trying to learn. And when I started trading, so, like, I'm looking at all these resources. I remember I joined, like, some Discord group of, like, other people, like, starting trading. And at the top, there were, like, a couple guys who had been trading. Apparently, they were in hedge funds, like, formerly. And they were, like, if you really want to get started in trading, like, don't expect to be profitable for, like, two to five years. But for me, I experienced that within (laughs) a year. So, like, the, the point is, like, the time frame could be variable. For each person, yeah, yeah. For each person, but at the same time, it could be just a couple months. You, like, and it's it's all dependent on how much work, like, you put in. So, like, yeah, we're also still learning. We've already both experienced, like, some sort of profit just mm-hmm. within the past year or so. I can only imagine, like, where we might be within another year. So, like, it's, it's just an opportunity that's just – it just has a lot of different doors to be open. But with each and every door that does open, it's just another opportunity to learn and then make money as a result. And though, like you said, Chris, he shared a perfect story in the beginning about how he experienced a loss. I've experienced losses too. It's going to happen. It's not Part the, the end of the Part world. Of and I always tell people, invest money that you don't need tomorrow. And I feel like some, oh, people, yeah, some yeah. people literally do things that make no sense to me. Mm. They'll be like, you know, I need this money. But I really want to trade stocks, so I'm gonna invest the money I need to use for my rent or something like that. Do not do why, 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 why do you think it would make sense to invest your rent? Mm-hmm. That's like saying I'm gonna go to the. That's a bad example, but like this, it doesn't make sense to me personally. Investing like, is like taking financial stability like a little bit further. So like mm-hmm. once you're like on top of maybe you're pulling a couple bucks away for savings, like you've already got all your debts in order. Maybe it's not mm-hmm. paid off, but like you already you have an understanding of how you're gonna pay off those debts. Mm-hmm. Then once you want to take it a step further than that, then start turning that extra money that you have on the side into even more money. So it's more of like a, a level up. I remember like when I was younger, like playing video games. As you like keep leveling up, you unlock all these different things that you couldn't imagine when you first started the game. And investing is like a game. Although there's real assets at work, like you start off you start off just being financially more responsible. And then once you're in a position to do that, you hit the next level and you're investing that those extra dollars to something else. And then once you're on that level, then you start getting into options, things that are a little bit more riskier but have higher rewards. So, like, you might hit big and, like, be – you might make more in your, like, third year of trading than you did in your first two years. So it's, like, it's all something that's that's very worth it in the long run. And I feel like that's that whole concept. That's what anything, like – even if you have a business, you're going to probably make more later on than you're mm-hmm. going to make in the beginning. Because you did that groundwork, the initial, exactly. like, the, the and you tough. you learn those lessons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. like I'm saying, you learn those lessons early, it's okay. And I have to stress this point because it just means so much to me. You are going to most likely not have a trade or two 
or a lot that's not profitable, do not let that deter you. If, if we stopped on the, when we saw pro, like unprofitable trades, we would have stopped a long time ago. But mm. you have to keep going. Understand, it happens. You're going to lose money. It's life. Especially if you do it with a friend and they're like, yo, bro, like I just took an L. Like, it's very easy to like look at an L and just be like, ah, that's a loss. And on one level it is. But on another hand, an L can also be seen as a lesson. Like, what did you learn from this loss? Like, oh, maybe I traded too early. Or maybe, like, what I read in this article made me think this when it was really that. There's a bunch of different specifics I get into. But the point is, an L doesn't just have to be, like, a loss. It's also, like, a way to learn from this experience. And as a result, you gain something. You gain more knowledge that's going to be beneficial for you in future trades. And I touched on a great point in terms of the fact that having people around you that are also trading is a great plus. For example, we both trade so we can help each other. Also, shout out to Toby because Toby trades. You know Toby? Toby Definitely. That was the boy. Toby the guy, right? It's like have people around you that trade because then you're in now in an environment where you guys are all learning together. So if, I was, if we were doing it alone, it probably would have been more difficult. But the fact that, you know, you're, you're in a Discord chat, you know, mm-hmm. you have me, you have Toby, you know, we have people around us that trade. It makes the process so much easier because you see something, you're like, yo, bro, did you see this? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it might be a good play. And you're now bouncing ideas off of other people that are helping you in the journey. And everybody's everybody's benefiting. You, your friend, whoever else is going on in the chat, it just makes the most sense to me, you know? Yeah, no, change the game. Be the difference maker. Instead of being like, yo, let's go, like, buy these new whatever it is. Like, yo, bro, I've just been looking at trading. Like, I made a couple dollars. Like, I think this something you'd be interested in. Like, we could all make, like, a few dollars as a result. And, like, it might sound, like, somewhat lame to the younger generation, but there's nothing. You can't do anything better than not only, A, make money for yourself, but, B, help your friends make money. I mean, there's an expression, I don't know who said it, it's like a rising tide, like, lifts all boats. So if you're on your way up, you're, like, trying to improve yourself, and you're making a little sun, help somebody out, put them on, and, like, spread the message. Because, like, investing is something that should be, like, it should just be more in the heads of, of people in society, and it's not. It, like, stocks seem like this completely foreign language to, to the majority of Americans, but in reality, we all, like, consume these exact companies that are being traded at. Like we mentioned, Airbnb is having a, a IPO. What does that Probably mean? Probably on Snapchat right now. Snap, like, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to snap somebody right after this, this, this uh, <laughs> podcast. So, like, all these different things that we're involved in, why not make money that the people at the top are already making money off of? That's Especially because we're the people who are using it. This is an iPhone. Apple has stock. What's going on? Let me see some investments. But it's like, it just all is fire. It all makes sense. And in terms of like, if we were to try to like summarize it into like one nice little blueprint piece, I would say in terms of, let's go, one, download the app. Download the app. Two, link your bank account. Definitely. Three, transfer money. Mm-hmm. Four, buy, I would say buy a stock position, whatever position it is, just so you can understand how it goes. Buy a stock position, understand how it goes, right? Mm. Or you, say if you're not there yet, maybe mm. you start paper trading. But we'll, oh, yeah. we'll assume you've done the paper yeah, trading part of it. I'm assuming that you did that already. And so now you bought your first stock. Buy your first stock. Two, start to read financial publications. Once you know how it works, start to read, understand what's going on. Once you know what's going on, then you can start to understand how what's going on will translate to stocks. And what are some like top financial publications you could read? There's simple apps like Yahoo Finance. Right. That's 
turn on notifications. You're going to be so up-to-date, so informed on what's going on around the world. Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Even, like, uh, CNBC Oh, CNBC mm-hmm. goes crazy. They got New a York lot of Times. stuff. There's so many different things, and it, it'll be as simple as you just looking at your phone, what you're doing anyway. Market Watch, USA Market Today, Reuters. Ru- mm-hmm. Like, it's so many different publications. It's just fine. With some, not all of them are free. Understand. Some of them, most of them are free. The ones but we like, named are pretty free, except for, like, WSJ. But yeah, Wall Street, yeah. Other than uh, free. So, just start to read the publications. So, after that, after the publications, then just start to get a little risky. I'm sorry. You're never going to make money if you're scared to take risk. I hate this in any aspect. Whether it's you starting a business, whether it's you doing whatever, which Joe Schmo, whatever you're doing, you're never going to make money unless you start taking risk, and that's just how life is. Yeah, no, to me, risk is synonymous with reward. For a fact. And, like, nothing worth accomplishing is easy to get. I don't know. I definitely botched that quote. Something like that. But I think it was correct. The point is, like, if you want to hit those higher levels, then you're going to have to, like, put more down for it. You're going to have to put more cards on the table. Like, even if you're, like, if you're in, like, Las Vegas, like, betting, you put 200 down and then you hit big, you're going to hit big. But if you put a dollar in, like, Sure, the risk was smaller, but, like, your reward, your upside was also smaller. So, like, put your feet in the water. Like, get into it. We hope, honestly, that this conversation was enough to at least want to get you to do the first step, mm-hmm. which is to start, you call it paper trading, right? Paper to trading, start yeah. paper trading, start using fake money, go to Market Watch, a virtual stock exchange, start to understand how that works, and then follow the steps that we clearly have outlined already about downloading the app, getting started in that process. And it is what it is, like... I tell you all the time, not every position is going to be profitable. Not every play is going to be the one that makes you X amount of dollars. But just stick with the process. Stick with the process. Play it safe. Don't risk anything that you can't afford to risk. But be willing to take those steps to make those risks. Because those are going to be the most rewarding steps you ever take in your life. Now, for a fact. But I think we're about to conclude this episode for this week. But next week, we're going to get into options trading. So if you like what we were talking about today, you like the fact that we were getting into stocks, you were interested in stocks, all that, we're going to have a nice episode on options trading. If you have any questions about options trading, please, please, please send them to us. DM us on Instagram. Do whatever you need to do. Send those questions over. We'll try to answer them. I'll put them in the next podcast. We hope that you do at least one thing today that we spoke about and start making money in the stock market. It's not that hard, I promise you. Let's get this bread. We'll see you next time. Let's get this money. We out.